Trump issues his first statement to the media since the Capitol riots. More losers are being held accountable, and I'm getting called out on Twitter once again. All this and more on today's episode of The Avalon Angle. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? Hi, everyone. It's me, your favorite, your favorite boy. Good intro. Well, thank you. What's up, Twitch gang? What's up, YouTube gang? And now we even can have a Spotify gang. That's right. You can now download this episode and more on Spotify. The link is in the description below, whether you're watching on Twitch or YouTube, it should be right below, uh, and you can go and follow the Avalon Angle on Spotify. Uh, these episodes will soon be available on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well, but as always, it is a bit of a, a, bit of a learning curve. It takes a little bit of a, a while. Um, how is everyone doing today? Is, is the stream running smoothly for you? Because I'm getting some BS here that YouTube is buffering for some reason. Even though I know that's not true, because I fixed everything up. So it better not be the case. <laughs> Please. Let me just go ahead and check here really fast. Hold on. Yeah, no, it's fine. I don't know what YouTube's talking about. They're being dumb. Like usual. So yeah, we have a lot of topics to jump into today. A lot. Like a ton uh, originally, I was like, well, this is kind of it's not really a slow news cycle, but it's a little bit slower considering I've been covering everything every day. Uh, but then all of a sudden, a ton of crap happened. And it's only noon. So we have a lot to talk about, like I've been saying. Um, where do we want to begin? I guess we will go ahead and jump into the first topic of today, which is that Donald Trump issued his first statement to the media since the Capitol riots. And uh, hypothetical question for all you watching, how are you, uh, how, how do you think he responded? How do you honestly think Donald Trump responded to this situation? Do you think that perhaps he learned a little bit of a lesson and realized that, you know, it's probably not the best look for me inciting a riot and an insurrection and, and such. Maybe I should just kind of clarify a little bit that like, hey, this was bad. I wish it didn't happen. What do you really think? What do you think? Yeah, no, of course not. He's Trump. He'll never take responsibility for anything. Trump warns impeachment for the Capitol riot is a tremendous danger to the U.S. Ooh, ominous. What does that mean? President Donald Trump doubled down on the, ins uh, the rhetoric that incited the Capitol riot, warning that it was dangerous to the United States for him to be impeached. Uh, what do you mean? Is this is this like playing into that bullshit thing that Republicans have been doing where they're all of a sudden like, we have to stop holding all the terrorists accountable because we need to unify as a country? Is it one? Of, uh, is it like that? Is he like, it's dangerous for the country. We need to unify. All of us need to come together now. Uh, let's see. He claimed that his inflammatory comments at a rally shortly before the invasion of the halls of Congress by thousands of his supporters on Wednesday were not harmful. What's this? Shadowy pack once funded by Trump alley Mercer promoted Capitol Hill March that led to riot. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I haven't looked into that, so we'll let's not get too sidetracked here. This is one of my favorite parts too. the, the, the 
best possible defense Trump could think of was people thought what I said was totally appropriate. Now, let's remember, Trump said a lot of bullshit, but for a long time, he's been fueling the lies that there was this election fraud crap. Uh, and now he's... um. He incited the riot. I mean, when he said we need to go down there, we need to march to the we need to uh, uh, march down to the Capitol and weakness. We cannot let them take back our country with weakness. What does that sound like? It could be totally taken as an as incite as incitement. But anyway, he says people thought what I said was totally appropriate. I mean, are, are we going to appeal to what people think? Because by that logic, there's also plenty of people that thought what you said was totally an incitement for them to go fucking riot in the Capitol. So, I, I mean, you can't really make an appeal to what some people thought when there are plenty of people that also think completely contrary. What a weak response. Now, this comment was made before he was departing for Texas on Tuesday uh, because he wanted to visit the border wall. Trump's probably trying to there's I mean, most likely Trump is trying to try and, and brush up his legacy. Try and where is the incitement? The incitement is when you fuel lies for a long time and then you continue to Hunter's been eating too much. soy. OK, cute guys. Cute. Um. When you tell a mob of angry Trump supporters that we need to march down to the Capitol, that this will not be taken, uh, our country is going to be taken with us if we are weak, this kind of bullshit. Yeah, that's incitement. It's called the president of the United States has significant influence with his rhetoric. And anyone that denies this, that tries to downplay that is literally lying to themselves. So, yeah, it was incitement. OK, I know that you have to look at a little bit of nuance there and conservatives despise nuance. But yeah, when you look at it with a little bit of nuance and in the proper context of how everything happened, Donald Trump absolutely incited the mob. Absolutely. He said it's a very, very bad for our country, and that's leading others to do the same thing. And it's it causes a lot of problems and a lot of danger. Big mistake. They shouldn't be doing it. I think this is talking about him being banned on social media. Asked whether uh, he would resign before the end of his term next week, Trump did not answer. Trump's looming impeachment, like his first one, directly stems from his actions seeking to prevent the uh, the Biden, probably the Biden, prevent Biden from becoming president. Now, I don't think that's very fair phrasing, to be completely honest, because uh, it's not. I mean, yeah, it stems from him wanting to prevent Biden from becoming president. That's absolutely true. But to try and make it sound like that was the main problem here. No, it was really Donald Trump's rhetoric. Donald Trump has a legal right to question the election results. Donald Trump has a legal right to object to certain election uh, results and to, uh, you know, have there be further investigations, for there to be recounts, whatever. That's all within Trump's rights. That's all within Americans' rights. So that sounds a little vague and makes it sound a little lame. What really happened was this comes from him lying to himself and his followers about there being some bullshit election fraud because he's too, he's not man enough to just admit the fact that he lost. He also talked about, um, all right, hold on. For House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to continue on this path, meaning the impeachment, I think it's causing tremendous danger to our country and it's causing tremendous anger. So, again, so what? So what if it's causing people to be angry? That's just not an argument. That's not even a defense. There are people that are mad that you're still in office. 
And I would be dumb to make an argument that we need to get Trump out of office. A lot of people are mad about it. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if people are mad one way or another. I care about following the law. I care about law and order. Ooh. So yeah, the fact that he's trying to like appeal to this anger, of course his fans are mad. His fans are going to be mad no matter what, unless somehow he magically becomes president, which we all know isn't going to happen at this point. So no, no matter what they do, it's causing tremendous anger. Also, I have to say, again, a little irresponsible of Donald Trump to further double be uh, be doubling down on this trem- everyone's so mad a day after the FBI reported that there were more attacks being planned in all 50 states the president did add i want no violence as far as this is concerned we want no violence we want absolutely no violence okay i mean i know already this is trump's common shtick which is where he sort of says both he plays both sides he is literally a fence sitter Because he incites this shit, he hypes all his Trump fans up on cope and lies, and then when they do act out, he's like, yeah, you know, I didn't want any violence. I just said that weakness, that we would lose our country and everything you hold dear if we show even a sign of weakness. But I don't want there to be violence when I meant straight, like, what what are you supposed to take away with that? And this is, again, what Trump does every fucking time. Anytime he makes a statement... Well, not every time. I don't want to be too hyperbolic here. But virtually every time when Trump makes statements, especially like this, he plays as best he can into both sides. Sorry. Now the Trump supporters can look at this and say, well, look, the president said, I want no violence. How is that not clear enough for you? Even though Donald Trump is behind what happened, even other Republicans are claiming that Trump incited the mob. Hunter, I'm so proud of your growth, but quick question, what made you support Trump initially? You know, I've thought a lot about that, and uh, when I voted for Trump in 2016, you know, my choices were Trump versus Hillary, um, and hindsight's always 2020. It's really easy now to look again and be like, well, I should have just voted for Hillary, but I don't know. I mean, Hillary's a huge piece of shit and a war hawk and everything, so I mean, I hate Hillary also, so at the time... Uh, I was like a Trump supporter and I was largely kind of caught up in that BS that like he triggers the libs, <laughs> but there were also certain things about Trump that I liked. I did like the fact that he, he didn't seem to have as much of a filter. I liked the fact that he was able to sort of talk my language a little more, but then looking back at it now, I recognize how those are really shallow and weak reasons to support a president because I mean, you can just as easily find other crazies that might speak your language or sound like they're talking to you. But what Donald Trump really has done is he has wrapped up these lies of patriotism with himself. Like, to these diehard Trump fans now, Trump is the face of what it means to be a patriot. And Donald Trump has taken this hyper-nationalism and he's mushed it all together with himself for his own personal gain. And now this is what we have. We have a bunch of diehard Trump fans. These are people who don't pledge allegiance to America. They don't pledge allegiance to American values. They pledge allegiance to Donald fucking Trump. But yet these people have been deluded by Trump and others, of course, 
into believing that by supporting Trump, that makes them a patriot. It's really delusional and crazy. Like, it's really a bizarre way of thinking, but it works. Donald Trump was clever. And I don't know if he did this intentionally or not, but Donald Trump was successful, if that's what you want to, how you want to categorize it, uh, in growing a cult-like following that now, as we can see, is willing to riot and break into the Capitol if that's what it takes. I was just reading a story uh, earlier today about another Trump supporter who is now facing charges, I believe. And he said the reason he went there, the reason he went to the Capitol, really no reason given other than Donald Trump said we he needed the Patriots to come to D.C. So I got on a plane and I went. It was something along those lines. Like Donald Trump can command these people to do whatever he wants. You have to recognize that. And once you do, it makes a lot more sense how his rhetoric played a role in inciting what happened on Wednesday, on January 6th. I don't think you're right on that one. Okay, well, maybe you should prove it instead of just saying BS in the chat. Hunter, you're delusional. Okay, can you, can you, why, where, where how am I delusional? Whatever. Doesn't matter. So these comments that Trump made still show that he is not interested in taking any form of responsibility for what happened. He is not willing to even stand up for the foundational principles of America. And you know what? I would say that a real patriot, you know what a real patriot would do? A real patriot would stand on the fundamental foundational principles of America. But Trump doesn't really give a fuck about America. He tricks a lot of his people into believing that he does. But what Trump cares about at the end of the day is himself. So, like I said. He made these comments on his way to take a last look at his border wall as Congress considers impeachment. Kind of sad and kind of symbolic, too. It's like the whole world is essentially on the other side of this wall now. And here's Trump. He's built up a giant border wall around himself. Nobody wants to associate with him any longer. All because he just was too much of a sore loser to realize that he was fucking inciting an insurrection. President Trump is heading to Texas on Tuesday in a last ditch effort to show off one of his signature election promises, the border wall. As Democratic lawmakers appear ready to move forward with impeaching him for a second time, this isn't even entirely accurate because there are Republican lawmakers that are on board with this as well. He has just left. Uh, he has just a week left in office, but angry lawmakers are calling on him to resign after a violent mob of his supporters stormed the Capitol last Wednesday as a joint session of Congress met inside to certify the results of the election. So this, I mean, no one really knows for sure, but it's definitely reasonable to think that this is probably more of a PR thing for Trump. Um, he's okay. Hold on. The latest uh, Quinnipiac University survey taken after the attack finds Trump's job approval has plunged 11 points since December, falling to 33%, the lowest it has been since August 2017. Has Trump's approval rating among uh, Republicans gone down as well? Because I'm pretty sure that it did. Um, some of these polls are not great. And I don't necessarily trust them too much. 
Nearly three-quarters of Americans believe the nation's vaunted democracy is under threat, and a strong majority blame President Donald Trump for the deadly insurrection that had happened. Okay, well, this is also the Quinnipiac University poll. Uh, I'm always a little skeptical of polls, but again, this is kind of funny because Trump tried to appeal to the fact that there were plenty of people that thought his speech was appropriate. Well, now there's plenty of people that think that you had a role in the insurrection. So now should you resign? No, we don't operate. We don't use logic like that. Just if a large amount of people think something like that, it doesn't mean anything. So yeah, Trump's approval rating is big time down. People are pissed at him. Uh, most mainstream Republicans would prefer if Trump just faded away quietly, said Senator uh, Sean Walsh, a Republican strategist who worked at the Reagan and George H. Bush White House. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't want to like just try to, I don't want to just apply, um, ill intent here. Like Trump may have just wanted to genuinely go out. Maybe he just wanted to go out for a little bit of a brush of fresh air, you know, just <sighs> what's he by the border wall, right? Maybe smelling in some tacos or something. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it, there's a lot of uh, um, speculation that Trump is really just doing this to try and tout some of his accomplishments to be like, look, I built, I had 400 miles of border wall. People listen to that. Damn. <laughs> kind of sad. I've been I've said it a hundred times now, so I'm not gonna go on the same tangent again, but just how Trump literally had only a few weeks left. He could have just tried to play it cool, but nope. He couldn't do it. This is really what happens when you're so much of a sore loser, you don't wanna like you're <laughs> you're willing to go to this extent. <laughs> just destroy your legacy. Uh, I already looked at that. Now, we have another information here, and... Okay. It sounds like another GOP congressman is getting called out. Yes, this does come from Huffington Post. Go ahead, laugh, everyone. Get it out. Get it out now. I recognize that Huffington Post is a woke-tard cringe publication or whatever, but uh, that's because the original article that a bunch of this comes from, yeah, the Charlotte Observer... Makes you pay for it. Bunch of greedy bastards. So that's what we get. That's the consequences of these people being greedy is we now have to read from fucking Huff Huffington Post. But who cares? Because they accurately say what the quote is. So that's really all I care about. But this representative, Madif, uh, Madison Cawthorn, last month urged a crowd at a conservative gathering. And this conservative gathering was, from, it was with TPUSA. And that's important because... It shows that there is so much overlap between these mainstream milk toast Republicans, the GOP, the conservatives, and these fucking radicals that are willing to ride in the Capitol. There's overlap there. So this guy made these statements at a Turning Point USA event, most likely to a bunch of youth, which is always, you know, not brainwashing after all. Uh, he says, and this is the quote, call your congressman and feel free you can lightly threaten them and say, you know what? If you don't start supporting election integrity, I'm coming after you. Madison Cawthorn is coming after you. Everybody's coming after you. Now, I want to see what some people in the chat have to say. Does this look like a little bit of incitement to anybody? Does this sound like it could be seen as a call to action? So, because I... I'm sure that there are going to be some people that are like, well, he was talking about calling them on the phone. So how could you be violent over the phone? 
Liptard wrecked. So now this guy's getting a bunch of heat, rightfully so. And here's what's even funny, funnier. He, uh, he did this shit. <laughs> he made these comments and then tried to walk away with his hands in his pockets, whistling. Oh, no big deal, guys. Nothing to worry about. He later attempted. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. He also spoke at the rally that preceded the attack where he denounced his White House colleagues as cowards, lied about the election results, and declared, wow, this crowd has some fight in it, shortly before the mob engaged in actual fighting at the Capitol. So yeah, that's that's incitement for sure. And then he later attempted to appeal for calm, and he was like, this is sickening and infuriating, and he said that Trump had some responsibility. Pal, look, what's the what's the Bible verse? Aren't these the, the party that are all about, you know, supporting Christians and stuff? Look at the log in your own eye before you look in the... Well, Trump has a fucking 20-year-old <laughs> oak in his eye. <laughs> but whatever. Like, the fact that he just tries to, like, pin it on Trump and it's like, this is sickening. This is infuriating. Absolutely horrific. Who would ever have so the nerve to riot after you said this crowd has some fight in it? called the other people cowards, lied and said that it's okay to threaten people and that everybody's coming after you. All right. Well, you heard it from this guy here, guys. I, I, you, you heard it from this guy first. All right. Representative Madison Cawthorn. Thank you for playing absolutely no role in the violence that occurred at the Capitol. Thank you, pal. Can you debunk any of the so-called election fraud reports they keep pushing? I mean, which one? There's so many. It's Danny Boy, what happened to you, bro? Um, I'm doing more research now and being honest about my opinions on, on a live stream? I think this guy's having a bad day or something, lol. Who, me or Cawthorn? Alright, I'm getting away from chat. Uh, Oliver, thank you for the Huff199. I'm not sure what currency that is, but I appreciate the donation. Thank you very much. So yeah, once again, another GOP conservative, the party of personal responsibility, trying their absolute best to evade personal responsibility and to instead try and pin this on Trump. Yeah, Trump plays a huge role and he's facing the consequences for that, or he's, at least he's going to soon. And uh, it's time for you to stop trying to push it all on Trump and take up the fact that you have some responsibility in this as well. So, fuck this guy, in short. My boy Hunter actively hunting for sources. Haha. <laughs> I just, I thought that was pretty interesting. And that just came out, I think, three hours ago now. So, what's happening now and what, what is uh, probably going to take some time to happen. I was reading somewhere that it might take up to a year. So it's not like this is going to happen anytime soon. But Congress is now discussing the 14th Amendment to remove other elected officials who engaged in the insurrection. And I'll be honest, the 14th Amendment uh, kind of sounds like it applies to what Trump did here. I know I'm going to get haters. Damn, 600k subs, 400 watching, shouldn't have shipped 
for the left for attention, I guess. Uh, yeah, what's funny and, and you know, it's really telling about your uh, self-projection there is I don't actually do any of the things I do for attention. Uh, I don't switch to the left for attention. And the fact that you're so ready to think that maybe shows that it's the people on your side that do that far more often, pal. I'm sure this guy watches Candace Owens and Ariel Scarcella. I'm sure. And he probably thinks they're super based and not a grifter at all. But then, yeah, whatever. All right, we're not going to get into it, but it's self-projection, pal. All right. Didn't do any of this for attention. And if 400 people want to actually listen to what I'm saying, cool. I'm thankful that you guys are here watching. So here's what the 14th Amendment says. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president. Okay, blah, 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 blah. All this. Yeah, we get it. Any role in the government, state legislator, executive, blah, 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 shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the time or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two thirds of each house, remove such disability. Hunter's just dumb. All right. The O files. Can we ban this guy, please? Because uh, he's not making any arguments. I'm all for open dialogue in the chat. I like having people here discussing what they disagree with, and I'm fine engaging them, but random insults that are not arguments are not going to be tolerated. So you're getting perma-banned. Have fun, pal. Actually, you know what? I don't even need to ask the ban. I don't even have to ask my mods. Hold on. I'll do it myself. That's right. You're getting the ban hammer from Big Daddy Hunter. Oh, I may have lost your chat. You may have just escaped from this one. Oh. Or maybe you already got banned. I don't know. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to give you any more attention. Sorry. So I think that this does, this does fit here, uh, especially with the fact that, and again, I guess there is some ambiguity and some vagueness here, um, but given comfort to the enemies, yeah, Trump saying he understands their pain and that they're really special and all that shit. Yeah. I think that it could apply. Here's some more details about it. We sought to overturn the 2020 presidential election violated their oath of office to uphold the constitution um this just sounds like such a small quote and does not sound very descriptive of what what actually happened again because like you are able to seek answers ask questions challenge certain things so this might be what's happening a little bit a little bit later on down the line and this McCawthorn crap just broke a few hours ago, like I said, but he's probably going to get thrown on this list too, because now they're focusing on um, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, some of these other dipshits. So that might be another another process or another avenue, I guess, that uh, the Democrats are looking at, or Congress. Even. Um, yeah, let's hit into full screen. DC perspective. Thanks for the five bucks. Do you feel like an idiot making that TPUSA speech about cons don't get suppressed now? What are your thoughts now? I am glad you've brought that up because we are going to go over that soon. And everything I said in that TPUSA speech, I still stand by and was still accurate. Hunter is a contrarian. I know people like him. I am literally not a contrarian. A contrarian is somebody who disagrees just for the sake of disagreement. Anytime I try to, to disagree about something... Uh, I aim to have legitimate reasons for it, not just to disagree. There have even been things Trump's done recently that I've, even though I don't support Trump anymore, that I've still acknowledged, like, 
yeah, this is a good thing. I like that Trump did this. There should be more of this. No. So maybe the contrarian that you know is you. You looking in a mirror? Katie Johnson thinks the two bucks. Don't worry about him. You are just growing. Thank you. John, thank you for the five bucks. Give me the ban hammer. Don't actually, please. I enjoy your content. Oh, don't worry. John, you donated $5, so you will be spared. <laughs> no, everyone, most people here watching are based AF. It's just the, uh, the little cucks in the chat that get really annoying. <laughs> um, I mean, we do have more updates about the Capitol Police, but maybe we should jump into the, uh, me getting called out. Why don't we jump into this? Because someone brought it up and now I want to talk about it. Okay. So a clip of me is uh, going all out on Twitter again. And they only care about fame and money. I think he's speaking about himself already. We got claims of me being a grifter as I've now lost almost, what is it? Uh, almost 70,000 subscribers for leaving the right. I'm uh, obviously I'm the worst grifter in the world because I now make substantially less money and also get far less views than I did and would have had I just continued pumping out conservative content, even if I no longer believed it. So I guess we debunk one bullshit thing right there. So, yeah, this clip, I did a speech uh, in 2019 at... TP, a TPUSA event, believe it or not, and it was called the censored, and the the uh, um, event was really designed to like talk about censorship on social media and all that shit. But me and my big brain and facts and logic showed up with the epic bamboozle. That's right, I slithered it on in there like a slidey snake. This is why I don't do lives as much. Sorry. Um, and boom, I dropped a bunch of fucking hard facts about conservative censorship and how it's being misinterpreted, lied about, usually for political gain from the people who are lying about it. Now, let me ask you this. If I was a conservative still, which at the time here, uh, I didn't really like I was definitely breaking away from the far right. Uh, but I also, I think, was still more known as a conservative. So if I knew that, right, and I'm just a stupid bozo grifter, and I've literally been banned from YouTube, and I've been banned from Twitter before, don't you think that it would have made far more sense for my fucking grift to just go on and ramble on about the censorship shit? I could have easily sat down in front of this stage and given a speech that, although would be incorrect... I could make it sound plenty fine for the conservatives. All you got to say is the same exact rhetoric. So I had a YouTube channel where I wasn't afraid to tell the truth about LGBT issues and feminism. Then the communists at YouTube banned me because I was a conservative. I'm a victim. Please donate to my PayPal. Like, I could have done that. I could have. But I chose not to. Because what I'm saying here is true, and I can still substantiate it today, and I'm going to. So let's actually watch the clip now. Conservatives are not being censored online true. the way big conservative names have claimed. Yup. And notice, by the way, that this is only an 18-second 
out-of-context clip out of a 25-minute speech. So let's go ahead and take take close look at the intent behind sharing this clip. Some dumb fuck says, never forget this great TPUSA speech, sarcastically. <laughs> These big conservatives encouraging you to play the victim yep. and blame the fact that you're a conservative for any difficulties True. are lying to you. Yes. Because they only care about fame and money. True. Cons yes. All right. So even though this is some bullshit taken out of context shit, uh, even without the proper context, it's still pretty clear what I'm saying here. Now, again, if any of you are interested in watching my full, wonderful, bamboozling speech, which I actually was very proud of. I put a lot of work into researching and writing it. So if you want to watch it, go for it. Um, let's see. Conservatives are not being censored online the way big conservative names have claimed. Sure, that's true. Conservatives are not being censored online the way big conservative names have claimed. Now, what does that really mean? Uh, I actually, I mean, I wrote the speech now, what, two years ago? So I'd have to actually look over it to see what the full, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go look over it. I have it written on my Google Drive. Hold on. We'll pull this up. Who knows? Maybe some things have changed. Maybe I can correct myself on stuff. I'm not afraid of that. But like parlor, right. Yeah, this is this is exactly what I mean, and this is what we're going to get into in a second. Parlor being banned is not conservative censorship. Was Parlor banned because they had right-wingers on their platform? That's what you need to ask yourself. Was it because they were conservative that they were banned? No. It was because the platform was repeatedly being used to incite violence. It had then been proven that it was being used to incite violence. And even more so, Parlor was given multiple warnings and even given examples from Amazon who managed their servers before they were cut, uh, where they pointed to specific posts with a lot of transparency. We went over this on yesterday's episode. And they explained, hey, you got to take this down. You got to remove it. This is a violation of the TOS. We have people of all different political sides. I don't like big tech. And I said this in my speech. I think more transparency is needed. But as far as what happened with Parler, it wasn't because they were conservative. Conservatives thrive on social media platforms, all of them. They literally dominate. Well, they don't dominate Twitter. Actually, that's not true. Twitter is more left leaning um, as far as like the user base. But Facebook, YouTube, I don't know if there's stats on Instagram. But yeah, with YouTube and especially with Facebook, conservative media dominates. All right. Let's see the truth about censorship. Final draft. We're going to go over this together. Yeah. Look at this. Boom. Oh, I have the transcript. Ho-ho! Why don't we go over it? I'll do it. I know what I said here is correct. And if it's not, then I'll correct myself now. Today, I want to talk about censorship, more specifically how we conservatives are being censored. Oh, look, see, I even started off with a funny joke. Exactly how conservatives would think, too. Conservative channels are quickly becoming obsolete. White men are instantly demonetized. In fact, Fox News has found that if you even mention Trump in a positive way online, you have a 99% chance of being banned from the entire Internet. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but there are far too many people who genuinely think this way. Okay. Um. Oh, look at this. This is where they took the little clip, and they took it from out of context here. 
are not being censored online the way big conservative, conservative names, names have claimed. claimed. Yep. These big conservatives encouraging you to play, play the, the victim, victim and blame the fact that you're a conservative uh -huh. for any difficulties are lying to you because they only care about fame and money. Conservatives are- Yup, so that was my opening statement, essentially asserting my thesis before I went into then prove my claims. So the fact that they just took that and then were like, huh, I bet Hunter Avalon disagrees with this now, huh, uh, just shows that they're really fucking bad faith. But it doesn't matter. What is and is not happening Okay. A lot of people don't even wa didn't even watch my speech. They just heard about it from other people and then got triggered. Big tech censorship is not a free speech issue. We've been over that, obviously. Free speech applies to the government and Facebook and all these other companies being private. Doesn't apply to free speech. However, and we've said this before on the show as well, obviously I recognize the uh, uh, how concerning it is that these select few corporations hold so much power and so much market share when it comes to online speech. In the summer of this year, Justice Brett, Brett Kavanaugh wrote for a divided five to four court that a private entity that opens its property for speech by others is not transformed by that fact alone into a state actor and therefore is free to censor users. So that's an important one too because I purposely brought in Brett Kavanaugh here because Brett Kavanaugh is a, a conservative. Obviously, we all know about this guy. So Brett Kavanaugh ruled that if a private entity opens their property for speech by others, that does not transform it into a state actor. Another common conservative argument is that social media platforms are behaving as publisher rather than a platform. This is not true either. Yeah, that's also true because publishers verify everything that gets published. Platforms allow things to be published on their platform. Publishers approve all material before it's published. And with 300 hours of videos uploaded to YouTube every minute, it would be ludicrous. Yeah, of course. YouTube, along with other social media, is a platform, not a publisher. Now, although big tech censorship isn't a free speech issue, it doesn't mean censorship is somehow a good thing. But far too often, conservative voices oversimplify the issue of censorship either deliberately in an attempt to garner victim points or due to assumptions based on misinformation. This is completely true with PragerU and their whole bullshit lawsuit where they were like, what the hell was that noise? <laughs> okay, um, that was my neighbor, I think he was. I'm pretty sure that's my neighbor practicing his trumpet. <laughs> I promise it's not a fart, okay? Um, whatever. Yeah, Prager you claiming that, like, all of our videos have been restricted. Or that, what do they say? A select few hundred of them had been restricted. Which, again, conservatives, and not even conservatives, just people that don't understand this shit they're not gonna know they're not gonna know what that means what does it mean restricted that sounds like youtube's purposely trying to, like no what's actually happening was it was with an optional mode that you could choose to turn on and that were usually turned on at like public libraries and shit that basically restricted any kind of adult content like my whole channel was basically 
in like unvisible while you turn on the optional restricted mode. So yeah, this is true. And when it comes to PragerU, it absolutely is a deliberate attempt to garner victim points and to make money. I just saw the other day they had a fucking fundraiser that made over $20,000 while there are people all over America, while there are veterans all over America suffering because of the pandemic. PragerU's over here raising almost 30K, it was like 26K at the time, because YouTube restricts over 100 of our videos. It's such bull. So yeah, still true. All right, let's go to the next one. Many of you know I'm a conservative YouTuber. Well, that's not true, at least anymore. I have one of the largest conservative channels on YouTube, and I'm one of the youngest. Yep, that's all true. Yep. I woke up one morning to discover something shopping, shocking. My new channel had been terminated. Blah, 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 blah. We all knew about this. Thankfully, after seven painful hours, my channel was reinstated. Thank you. Shout out to my dope, awesome management. Uh, this would be an easy scenario for me to blame censorship. Here's a perfect chance for me to claim I'm a victim due to my conservative beliefs. However, the fact that my channel was so quickly reinstated is proof against conservative censorship rather than for it. And that's true. This, I do think, I, I don't really know everything that went in behind the scenes. Uh, it could have been a mistake. It could have been, who knows? There were probably a lot more, like there's probably a lot more going on behind the scenes than I was going to be aware of. And we do go on to talk about this, but this is true. I could have easily claimed conservative censorship here, but yeah, and that's another thing too, is my, I mean, my channel was reinstated. Like they didn't do a very good job centering me then. Far too often conservatives quickly blame the fact that they're conservative for any online penalty, when in reality, there's a much higher correlation among conservatives and edgy content. Ooh, ooh, that's the one I got really, I, I definitely had some people thinking, what? Hold up. We're not, no, we're not going to bring personal responsibility into this shit. No. We conservatives don't care about being politically correct. If someone is acting like a retard, we're fine calling them out. Because of this, we tend to cross the line and break the rules more often, resulting in more online penalties. That is also true. 100% true. In fact, now, to even uh, literally back me up further, Trump was recently shown by a study done by Cornell that he was a huge, or I think he may have even been the dominer, dominant uh, like producer or whatever, making all this fake news about COVID go viral. He was like one of the driving forces, the largest driving forces behind that. So when you're spreading more false information and then when you have conservatives who their entire narrative as of late has been false information, what with COVID misinformation and election misinformation, both of which, by the way, has been now demonstrated to genuinely harm other human beings when this misinformation spreads. So because of that, that's why the conservatives are facing a lot more online penalties. Now, of course, we're going to get into the incitement of violence and all that shit also, but speaking more broadly, conservatives violate the rules more often. They just do. Like, stop with the victim shit. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You all agreed to the TOS. And I brought this up in my speech. You don't have the right to violate a TOS just because you don't like it. Just like I can't go out speeding because I think it's stupid that the uh, speed limit is 20. When I feel like I could be going 60. Doesn't mean jack. 
You can push for change and we should push for change right here. I agree that YouTube has room to improve and you and I may not like the YouTube rules and guidelines, but that doesn't change the fact that these rules exist and breaking them will result in consequences. It's also important to note that it's not in YouTube, right? Here we go. Back to capitalism and the free market and all this shit. It's not in YouTube's best interest to terminate conservative channels. YouTube is a business at the end of the day and they want money. The more conservative channels, the more users being brought to their platform, the better. True. And I'm glad I bring this up too, because I oftentimes don't even, uh, I actually kind of forget about this, even though I would really love to find out some updates actually. Other political channels have been terminated by mistake repeatedly. Yep. I, the specific channel I'm talking about there was a YouTube channel called I Hate Everything. You guys are probably familiar with him. He is, uh, he's been banned repeatedly multiple times since like, I think it was like 2015. His channel has been getting like banned, reinstated, terminated again. Oh my God. Like two days where I don't have my channel. What the fuck is going on? No contact. Then it gets reinstated. This guy doesn't even talk politics. And I'm pretty sure if he ever does, it's more on the liberal side of things. LGBT content, content creators filed the lawsuit claiming censorship. We all remember the, uh, um, queer kid stuff lawsuit. That claims censorship and discrimination because they were LGBT. And remember, we went through it together on, on a video and I explained how every complaint they made could be easily shown to be a violation of TOS. And the conservatives that watched that video were all like, yeah, what losers and idiots. But then when it comes around to this side, all of a sudden it's not so, so quick. Tulsi Gabbard filed a $50 million lawsuit claiming censorship. That's true. Uh, if big tech censorship exists, it's happening to everyone. YouTube is like communism. Everyone suffers equally. There you go. <laughs> Hunter Avalon sucks. You know what really sucks, pal? Getting permanently banned from my chat. Oof. Bye. Um, lending further doubt to the sweeping claims that conservatives are constantly censored online. Facebook's best performing pages skew conservative Social media data from Social Media Monitor, Newswhip offers. Yeah, I got some criticism because I also talked about Media Matters, but I literally included right here that they were a left-leaning organization. And I went through other data that other data points that were not done by Media Matters. So yeah, whatever. Uh, and I literally there were there was another study, again, done by Media Matters, a left-leaning organization, which showed this basically even more so. That conservatives dominate the online sphere. Facebook's best performing pages skew conservative. Yeah, actually, I just talked about conservative censorship uh, like two or three days ago now. And guess what? I did more updated research and all of these claims are still correct and they still hold up. So far, I'm not apologizing for anything I've said. And you dumb fucks over here on Twitter can keep getting mad, but... I'm right. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. Obviously, I've been demonstrated to show that I'm not above ever admitting if I've made a mistake or got something wrong. Finally, a study from The Economist found no evidence of ideological bias in Google's search results. And this is true. Um, I also read some other articles also that I I guess I didn't include unless it news web because it came from more of a tech magazine type thing. It wasn't actually a uh, um like a strict conservative or liberal or even um, like a political sort of source. But they talked about how it's just, it's bullshit and the way it works. And I don't understand it fully. And this is a little bit off the top of my head. So go feel free to look this up for yourself. 
I'm like this. Everything I'm saying here can be backed up and researched and fact checked or whatever. Um, but based on my very limited understanding of how algorithms even work, as far as like from a technical standpoint, um, they talked about how Google uses a certain algorithm, at least for the news section specifically, that operates on an entirely different like algorithm like the, it uses uh this thing called link ins that was popular all the way back in the 90s and that's what it uses and it basically determines which articles to put where based on how many times those links have been uh shared in other publications or some it's something along those lines that's probably a very amateur way of explaining it but uh like it, it's good to even just have like a basic understanding of how some of the algorithm can work on a technical level and you'll realize the whole conservative narrative here about conservatives being censored falls apart. It literally is just comes down to the fact that conservatives break the rules more. If conservatives followed the rules, they'd be quite successful. Look at Ben Shapiro. I mean, even look at Steven Crowder. The guy's a complete dumb fuck and he's pushed the line so much, but YouTube doesn't want to remove him. Even Alex Jones, they literally contacted him like three or four times ahead of time and said, please stop violating the rules or we're going to have to ban you, please. They were basically like pleading with the guy and he just wouldn't listen. Like these tech companies, if they don't have to crack down, they won't crack down. You won't hear this data from many other conservatives because the big name conservatives are operating on their feelings in a cheap attempt to push a victim narrative. And that is 100% true. Uh, again, I will cite PragerU, but conservatives do this all the time. Anytime a cha their channel isn't even doing well, they're like, it's conservative censorship. As conservatives, we con constantly criticize our society for creating a culture that rewards the victims. Yet too many conservatives are profiting off that exact culture they claim to be against. Ooh. I'm seeing, are, are we got anyone in chat? Is everyone, is, are my detractors getting sick and tired of being proven wrong yet? Because we're going to keep on going through this. Yeah, we have some more points to get through too. But I'll speed this up because I didn't realize how long this actually was. Um, yeah, we talk about PragerU. A researcher at the think tank Data and Society found algorithmic reasons those videos might have been flagged as far as the PragerU shit goes. One video began with the word rape. I mean, is this how fucking stupid we are? It was probably because I'm a conservative. It certainly had nothing to do with the fact that YouTube has a huge amount of bots doing work and probably recognizing the word rape isn't going to come up on a, on a mode that is optional to turn on for kids at libraries and public schools. Which could have been automatically detected. Again, this comes from a think tank, Data and Society. Okay. Many of their deals, uh, videos deal with sensitive topics such as the Holocaust and most, if not all, controversial videos, regardless of political slant, are not available when YouTube is in restricted mode. And there was more data, too, that showed uh, the Young Turks has more videos hidden when you put their channel in restricted mode as opposed to PragerU. Now, I don't know how much content they have, so there might be that might not be that substantial, actually. But uh, still. It just shows that, like, the bias is not nearly as cut and dry as people think it is. And we also talked about the polls. 90% of Republicans think that their content or that other conservatives are being censored. So I've explained the nuance around censorship and how the claims of many conservatives are unfounded. 
Hold on. Ferguson thinking, thank you for the five pounds. What if the rules are politically biased in favor of the left? If there were some explicit rules or something that was shown that like was actually biased in favor of the left, then let me know because we've been over this. We've talked about how LGBT far left content creators like queer kids stuff were filing the same kind of complaints all the way to Tulsi Gabbard. I don't think that the rules are biased against conservatives. I think that conservatives just, they break the rules more. And when you have rules in place, like you can't incite violence, you can't spread fake news about COVID, and you can't spread fake news about election fraud, and then you have conservatives doing all that bullshit. It's not because you're a conservative. You can survive as a conservative on social media, no problem. Now, let's go over to point two. Is big tech censorship happening to conservatives at all? Yes, but not in the way you've been told. I don't think there's conservative censorship on YouTube specifically, but I do think at the very least, bias against conservatives exists on Facebook and Twitter. Although there's no way to test the validity of these claims. Wait a minute. Project Veritas. This guy's a Project Veritas is shit. Uh, former Facebook insider who was interviewed by Project Veritas said the social media giant had allegedly... Oh, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? That's <laughs> This is delayed. Uh, you can check out another video I did called The Truth About Project Veritas, where I then went over the actual Project Veritas censorship claims, and they were wrong also. The guy they interviewed was like a nobody who was literally a conspiracy theorist, and all the claims he made were like provably false. Uh, and I even say right here, before I, I uh, dug into that even further, I do believe these claims are a bit sketchy especially according to the data I previously cited. Regardless, here is potential algorithmic bias, yet conservatives don't focus on these potential real issues. Well, they did try to focus on the Veritas thing, but then it got wrecked. It got debunked so soon. There's a really good article by Cato University that goes over it. I mean, I can get into it. I can get into that also, but I highly doubt that you guys are going to want to watch me mull over the huge report <laughs> when I already summarized it in a, in a nice little video. Twitter is also notorious for shadow banning and flat out suspending conservative voices. I think this boils down, and this is really important right here. I think this boils down to the fact that Facebook and Twitter are operated by liberals. No one's denying that these tech giants behind the scenes probably, like, they lean left. Absolutely. When there's room for human error, there's room for bias. But again, it's not in the company's best interest to censor or ban anyone. And even in incidences where certain conservative content creators like Diamond Silk have been censored, the error was acknowledged by the company and reversed. So I don't actually even know if this is now accurate. So I would like to issue a bit of correction about what I've said, guys. Some of the part where I gave a little more credence to the conservative claims of censorship those were now incorrect. I apologize. M my argument is actually much stronger, and this is unnecessary. Project Veritas, been debunked. We've gone over that. You know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and pull it up. Also, anybody that trusts Project Veritas probably should get have like psychiatric help because uh, James O'Keefe is a complete hack. You know what? I'll actually show this first. We'll actually get into the claims, though. Don't worry. I'm not going to just say... Just, just attack him for being an idiot. Uh, let's see. So in 2013, he agreed to pay a hundred thousand settlement to the fired Acorn employee. There were other ones too, multiple times. Uh, let's see. 
Libel cases? Dismissed? Okay. Huh. Well, oh, looks like they did beat a lawsuit here. Yeah, well, plenty of their uh, their lawsuits he has had to pay out multiple times. And at one point, he even got caught. He was trying to deceptively edit something, and someone else was a little suspicious of his behavior. So they recorded it, and after he re uh, released his false and edited fake information... The other person then released the video in full and showed that it had been manipulated and edited. So we have that. First and foremost, don't trust Project Veritas. They're run by dumb fucks that get debunked in like 24 hours every time they try to do any bullshit. Uh, and then this, I point to this Cato one because here we go. Because it was a really well-written article misleading project veritas accusations of google bias could prompt a bad law let's see <laughs> what are the odds that now josh hawley is he's one of the people that was trying to do all this shit and now he's uh one of the people who might be getting the 14th amendment used on him <laughs> i'm glad we decided to go over my speech in full here because despite the insiders claim that they okay here we go this is a good one Despite the insiders claim that they would never admit this publicly, Google is quite open about its efforts to prevent algorithmic bias. The firm maintains a list of machine learning fairness resources, including an extensive glossary glossary of terms. That's another thing, too, is there can be more transparency. And I talk about that in my speech as well, that these big tech corporations, like they are a problem in and of, them, of themselves and the fact that they hold and wield so much power. But as far as the conservative censorship argument goes... There is actually a good amount of transparency, too. A lot of the times we're just unaware of it. Like, I had no idea about this. The demonstration of Google's search bias that follows, relying on autocomplete suggestions. Okay. They haven't actually conducted a search. If they had, Google's search would have returned millions of web pages. So, I mean, like I said, I really don't want to have to mull over this whole report, but... You're, you all are welcome to look it up. Check it out. It's a pretty good one. It's pretty substantial. It goes through some of the claims made in the Project Veritas video, and it explains why they're bullshit. So just to be 100% clear, yes, I am now acknowledging that I had some mistakes. I am glad that I am now getting this chance to correct myself, and I was being far too charitable to the conservative censorship arguments here. Also, I would... Uh, Again, disagree with my statement here that Twitter is notorious for shadow banning. They're, they are notoriously known for that, even if that's not necessarily the case. And I would have to see the individual cases. I mean, there, there have even been some tracking that's shown the majority of people that are actually like the majority of these conservative voices that are banned from like big tech usually did something that's a pretty clear cut violation of TOS. Like it's it's always something other than like it's always an action they chose to engage in even if their action had political motivation it was the action that got them banned or what they said or the incitement or whatever because this is really ambiguous i actually i'm not sure what exactly i was referring to here i can probably look in my um original draft where i have all the sources but yeah i think that a lot of the times it just comes back again to personal responsibility Follow the rules and you're fine. Even when I was banned on fucking Twitter, I know what I did wrong. I recognize where I violated TOS.
Well, Hunter, Tim Pool trusts Project Veritas and he debunked you when you were on his podcast. I already acknowledged that I didn't do very good on Tim Pool's podcast, so I'm not going to try to even debate you on that because I agree that I could have done far better on that podcast. But the fact that Tim Pool trusts Project Veritas means absolutely nothing. Project Veritas uh, validates what Tim Pool already believes, so he has a complete and total incentive to use them as a source. When you actually do some research and look into them, they're a bunch of, they're literally like a sham company. So yeah. But I do think this is true that a lot of the times these decisions to ban certain people do come down to human decision, and that is obviously open to bias and human error. Finally, we come to my last point, why it's easy to believe big tech is censoring conservatives. Although conservatives should take personal responsibility and stop playing the victim, big tech needs to do their part as well. According to the Washington Post, research reveals one likely reason why these claims of censorship continue. Facebook and Google don't make clear either their guidelines or reasoning for accepting or rejecting paid political content or the process by which by which they make those decisions. This lack of transparency may lead outsiders to believe the worst, especially when tech chief executives make political statements that don't accord with their prospective customers' beliefs. So big tech is obviously not blameless here, and they have a lot of work to do. I mean, we legislators have a lot of work to do with big tech as far as like antitrust violations and all that shit. Um, uh, I mean, there was just the, the big report that found that antitrust violations were definitely going on at some level. On, uh, I think it was at Google and a Apple uh, and Amazon. So antitrust laws or reinforcement or reformation uh, might be the answer there. But I do think that, yeah, it's definitely true that the lack of transparency makes it very, very easy to buy into these myths, th these lies about censorship. So although, censor although censorship isn't happening at the level many claim, big tech needs to provide more transparency around their rules and how they make decisions. And you know what? As I've continued doing YouTube and everything, they actually have. They're still not perfect. They still could definitely help to, well, they need a lot more transparency still. I always prefer, I would prefer to have a clear point out like this part of your video this is the section this is what you said that was a violation so i still think that they're open for more but uh they've definitely youtube especially has really gotten a lot more transparent uh i don't know if they were doing this already i don't remember where the, where it was at in 2019 but i know now they give some pretty good full examples of what a violation of their policies would actually look like LOL, Project Veritas is a joke. Are you high? Project Veritas is a joke. We just went over it, all right? You can go check out the Cato report, and there's a lot of other information on it, too. There's a reason the guy's paid out hundreds of thousands of dollars in multiple lawsuits and been caught multiple, time manip uh, multiple times manipulating footage. This uh, current lack of explanation leads many to assume that these tech companies are out to get them. Back in 2017, I go on how I was banned on Twitter and how I was never, I was given no examples of this harassment, and that's true. Looking back now, I can definitely see where I violated the rules, but especially as someone who was a big believer of big tech censorship myself, I mean, it was very easy to fall into that. And in my initial video, it's funny, my initial video where I talk about getting banned from Twitter, I even say, maybe it's because I'm a conservative. Like, I was feeding into that shit. I believed it. And what played a role there is not like, yeah, my conservative victim mentality, of course, but also the lack of explanation, the lack of transparency. 
So in summary, big tech censorship is not as black and white as many make it out to be. Bias exists and can negatively impact decisions, but it seems there is no censorship of conservatives on YouTube. We need to remember that any difficulty we face is not directly because we are conservative. This is a victim mentality that sadly is propagated by many loud conservative voices who really just care about their bottom line. I am not a victim and neither are you. This is so true when I see PragerU literally using uh, their censorship shit to make money and to advertise. Yeah, that's true. You have an uncensored voice, so use it for good. Don't be afraid to spread your uh, beliefs online. Do so respectfully and truthfully, and you, along with thousands of other conservatives, can build a successful online community. So that's going over now the full speech with getting into and explaining as much as I possibly can. This, I assume, is where my sources are. Yeah, this is my edit draft. So yeah, maybe people now that are acting all, uh, getting up all on their high horse need to sit the fuck down. Because I just brought some facts and data, facts and logic to the table. Oh, man, this is the opinion piece that it comes from. Like I wanted to try my best to give some charitability to some of the conservative arguments, but as time's gone by, it's, they've just further been proven incorrect. Where was, I guess I don't have all my uh, stuff here. That's because my other script on Veritas has a bunch of other shit too. Uh, yeah, tech dirt, tech dirt. Here we go. This was one of them too. This comes from tech dirt. So it was like, I liked this source to begin with because it wasn't, it was much more from a technical standpoint and not so much from this like biased conservatives are victims kind of shit stop crying wolf on big tech bias or no one will ever take you seriously yeah true um let's see who says this in supporting the allegation she goes to google and looks through the first hundred listings okay on the search engine result page there she finds 96 percent of results for trump are from liberal media outlets okay hmm so she talks about how more left-leaning sources seem to come up when she was searching for Trump. Okay. Here are some other conservative ones that didn't make this, the cut. Ah, yep. This is what I was actually just talking about. Ooh, a graph. That's always nice too. This approach to ranking quality. Yep, this is what, this is what I was just talking about. Here we go. In order to determine what constitutes a relevant and useful result, search engines use complex algorithms to rank the quality of different pages based on a variety of signals, such as keywords, authoritativeness, freshness, or site architecture. A big part of this quality determination is based on outside links to a site. An idea going back to Larry Page and uh, someone else's work at Stanford in the late 1990s that culminated in the creation of the page rank algorithm. They, they realized that that served as a proxy for quality markers. And then when you actually look at it with the real data, you can see that Fox News, PJ Media, some of these other sources are actually making the cut. This approach to ranking quality isn't just a Google thing. If you look at competitors like DuckDuckGo or Bing, you're going to see pretty similar results. Maybe this says something about the media landscape, but it's not a good reason to storm Mountain View with pitchforks. So there you go. 
Is something broken with the stream? I'm seeing people say stuff. Hold on. No, it's fine. Zip it, cocks. Oh yeah, he's a head of policy at Lincoln Network. So again, I, I didn't really actually mean to get all caught up in the weeds here with this shit, but sometimes I think it's good to just take some time on stream, go over what I'm talking about here, and explain myself a little bit more in depth. Because clips like this, this is what people, this is what people see. This is what people see, what, like, if they're going to search me up. Or if they're thinking, if they hear that Hunter doesn't like, uh, doesn't believe conservative censorship, they're just going to see conservative. this clip. That's it. And maybe that's my fault for making a 20 minute speech about it, but <laughs> the subject needed nuance. <laughs> All right. We have some donos to go over and then we have some more capital riot updates. Let's see here. Uh, we did get a unique message that I have been messaged to read. Hold on one moment. Thank you to Maze. Uh, I just love your work and never give up and get disheartened by haters. Their job is to make you feel worthless. Damn. Well, I appreciate the encouragement, man. Thank you very much. And thank you so much for the donation. Thanks for the support. Really means a lot. White Paper Cat, thank you for the $5. I wish media outlets would apply the same logic Twitter did to Trump's account to themselves. They are news outlets after all. I'm not exactly sure what you mean. I do agree that a lot of mainstream media can be biased and that you should always be skeptical and you know don't be afraid to fact check and all that shit but like a lot of these mainstream media outlets are syndicated for a reason because they do issue corrections dc perspective five dollars and yeah that probably could be improved as well though i'm not i'm not trying like again i'm not trying to defend any of this shit i'm just trying to explain it how it is dc perspective thanks for five bucks you need to stop being obsessed with people who call you grifters you're obviously not just move on bro please bro it's all you can talk about. Well, my feelings are a little hurt that I mentioned it for like three seconds and now that's apparently all I talk about. But okay, whatever. Thanks for the money. Since, you know, <laughs> cha-ching. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Retard, thanks for the two bucks. Actually, thanks for the $4. What's up, Hunter? How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much. And you should start an OnlyFans. Um... I don't know. As long as you people keep on donating, you know, I'm not going to have to, but uh, don't get any ideas, please. I don't want to have to start. Okay. You know what? Fuck it. We're getting back. <laughs> We're getting back onto the stream. We're getting back on the topic here. <sighs> so as far as the capital goes, oh, I'm going to have to open this in incognito mode because greedy bastards are at it again. Hold on. Uh, please work. Okay, good. It, it, the going in incognito mode for a uh, article that you have to pay for to read like only works sometimes. <laughs> Several Capitol police officers suspended. Several Capitol police officers were suspended. More than a dozen are under investigation over actions related to the rally and the riot. This is really, this is like an insanity on a whole new level because what we're seeing now is not only an attempt of insurrection and arguably an attempted coup, but we're seeing certain law enforcement playing a role in what happened.
In one of the cases, officers had posted what Capitol Police investigators found to be messages showing support for the rally on Wednesday, including touting President Trump's baseless contention that the election had been stolen through voter fraud, the aide said. Shit. One of the people, uh, one of the officers that was arrested was the guy that took the selfie with the dude. Remember him? <laughs> it went, vi I remember it went viral on, uh, on Twitter, I think on the day of, and there's this guy just with the fucking Magatard, just like posing for a pic. It was like he was taking a day out at Disneyland. <laughs> so yeah, he got canned, thankfully. The main point is that Capitol Police are looking at everybody involved that could have potentially facilitated at a big level or small level. I think this is good, and I think that there are definitely some Capitol officers, like the guy that took the selfie, that were acting on their own volition and need to be held accountable. But let's also, you know, I hope that this extends to those at the top as well. Because a lot of these officers, they just did not have the backup and the support necessary. Across the United States, police officers and at least one police chief are facing termination, suspension, or other discipline for their proximity to or alleged involvement in the chaotic gatherings in Washington. That's some pretty heavy-duty shit. So, I will let you guys know if there are more updates here. I guess this was late last night when this news broke. Investigators in another instance found that a Capitol officer had posted inappropriate images of President-elect Joe Biden. The aide declined to describe the photographs. What does that mean? Was it like a photoshopped of photoshopped image of um, like Biden in a speedo or something? <laughs> like you should, rob you really should just describe those photos, dude. Don't let people use their imaginations when it comes to this. Yeah, some guy got terminated for posting some pretty inappropriate photos of Joe Biden. But I don't really want to get into detail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we talking inappropriate here, pal? Are we talking like deep faked porn images? Like what? what? <laughs> I'm partially kidding, but still. <laughs> so that's one of the updates. Several of these Capitol Police officers are suspended. More than a dozen are now facing investigation because of their bullshit actions and because of the fact that they unironically try to participate in this thing. But I don't want to get caught up too much on talking about just the bad cops because in fairness, there are a lot of uh, liberal talking points about police that some are just wrong and some are just deeply misconstrued about police shit, but I think that we can overall agree that cops get a lot of shit. They're under a lot of scrutiny. And I'm not saying that's not for good reason, but I think that it's it, when that's, especially when we're in an, uh, uh, an environment when animosity towards police and distrust towards police is so prevalent. I think that it's important also to make sure that we look at examples of good cops also. Because we can talk for days about how cr how uh, crappy the police system works. 
And we can talk for days about how shitty this phrase defund the police is and what it would actually mean to reallocate funds that are currently going to uh, police departments and put those towards better uses. We can have a conversation about that. But there are certainly some arguments that people make on the left where they claim where they just shit on cops. It's just that cops are these pieces of shit. Fuck the cops. And they have that rhetoric a lot. And so that's why I think that when there is a lot of animosity, it's important that we remember that not all cops are bad. We can criticize the system of policing while recognizing that there are individuals that are in that system that although the system might be doing harm in the way that it's it's being used, there are still people within that system that are genuinely trying to do the right thing. So... I think that there's a lot of nuance there and it does get really complex and we're not about to have a long ass conversation about the history of police and racism and all that shit. Quite honestly, I am not researched enough to have that conversation just yet. Uh, but I have done some pretty good research on it and you can criticize the system of policing while also recognizing that there are some good officers and genuine people that are really out there and tr and are willing to lay their lives on the line and when push comes to shove, they're willing to get down and dirty when it comes to protecting other people. And I think that that's commendable and should be recognized as well. And that's why I think it's so great that this Capitol officer is being recognized and is also being honored to a great degree. Now, he needs to get honored in more than just so with more than just social media recognition. Uh, and this brave officer alone fought off an angry mob breaching the Capitol. The video... Whoa. Turn that down a little bit. We're going to go through the video here. I know there's going to be some people now that are listening on Spotify. And if you are listening on Spotify, then I love you. Um, so if you're watching this live, cool. You're getting to see the video. If not, I guess I can briefly describe it. I mean, look, he's alone. Like, can you? He doesn't. Is this guy even armed? Look at that. I mean, that's a pretty harrowing scene right there. This lone officer just standing here alone, trying to tell, just back up, back up. He keeps taking steps back. Look, he just picks some shit up off the ground. I mean, my God. He's like grabbing sticks. He's running back. So he sees the hall that leads to a Senate chamber here. He looks to the left. He then walks in the other direction. Look at that. And this guy, knew, this guy, his job was to protect the people inside, not the building. He purposely brought them the opposite direction. Eugene Goodman. Eugene Goodman. And this guy is a good man. What a fitting last name. They have not publicly identified yet. Okay, well. I think there was a interview with him too that i'd like to listen to okay we know about all this people yelling so 
I assumed that something was going on that I should check out, and, and that's when I uh, walked into into that. Not I don't care they about were you. Screaming that you know we need justice and we don't need justice. That can we do? Do we have an interview with the actual guy? So eventually, backup officers did arrive, but I mean. <laughs> It really is a very intense and harrowing scene, just seeing an, a, the lone officer trying to push them away. Uh, I watched a documentary this morning that went into some detail about this as well, and there were some clips of him, like, d like demanding backup and pulling back. And, I mean, the fact that he picked up, like, a stick on the ground <laughs> makes me wonder, is, like, is this guy armed? Did they throw that at him? <laughs> um, it's just, it's a very harrowing scene, and ultimately, it's a great deal of heroism that really should be recognized. Um, and that's part, I mean, part of the reason is that, that I want to kind of hammer on this so hard is that just, yeah, I think it's important to remember that like, these are also our police. Not all of our police are bad, horrible, racist people or whatever, but yeah, very, uh, very harrowing footage. It was, this was filmed by a reporter, footage we just watched. Let's seeing if there's any more detail here. At one point, Goodman arrives at a landing. He then leads the riders to the right away from the Senate chambers and their targets. Whew. Damn. Party of law and order, guys. Funny how it's all about law and order and respecting the police when it's black people. And then when it's a bunch of redneck cocks raiding the Capitol, suddenly ah, goes out the window. There's a good po uh, there's a good chance that some of these imbeciles will be facing even s more serious charges than originally thought. Capital mob, mem mob members, this comes from USA Today, could face more serious charges prison time as investigation unfolds, which, okay, cool. Yup, this is called uh, personal responsibility. That seems to be this week's theme. At, f at first, I thought it was just going to be like the one day video theme. But no, this has turned into like a week long theme. So the reason these charges are changing is because it's common, as detailed here, uh, for authorities to make arrests based on charges that they can easily prove and quickly, right? Like, and they give examples, trespassing, federal property. <clears throat> and then later, once everything's settled down, they have them detained, they will then seek out more serious charges. And only a few have been accused of more serious crimes, such as felony violations of the Riot Act. So this sounds pretty severe. It remains to be seen how aggressive the Justice Department will be in terms of going after organizers and ringleaders. There's some speculation that the FBI and the DOJ would prefer to just get past January 20th just for the sake of general calm. Hmm. <sighs> wow, they're even saying to avoid any prospect of a pardon shutting down a particular case. It always does concern me a little bit when there's like other elements of Trump's government that don't trust him. Federal trespassing citations likely will result in fines or probation. Oh, come on. No. 
Uh-uh. These guys deserve some more shit than that. More serious misdemeanors and felony charges related to weapons conspiracy and assault could incur prison time. Okay, good. So some of the more radicals will probably get. We'll get what they deserved. Terrible channel. Oh, I know. Doesn't it hurt when someone tells you the facts, even when they contradict your little snowflake worldview? It hurts so bad. I know. That's why my channel's terrible. I'm the fake news media. Although, and I think that people watching here can actually, would will vouch for me a little bit that I believe I've been pretty transparent with this. I certainly am trying to be. I'm trying very hard to explain things as fairly as I can and with the information that I have. And uh, <laughs> if we all want to take a little chuckle, a little, little walk down chuckle lane, we can see right here. The Horn DC protester, who remember, by the way, conservatives were trying to claim was Antifa, made his first court appearance. And he refused to eat in detention because he would only eat organic food. Now, going into this, I was going to just like start making fun of him for the fact that he would only eat organic food. And it's like, you're in prison, pal. I'm sorry. Now isn't the time to get up on your high horse and be a fucking vegan type. But, um... And then I read into the article and it, it turns out that that actually might be for religious reasons. So then it didn't quite seem the same. Then it sounds like it actually would be that. Yeah, I mean, they even said that he need, they need to work on the the dietary concerns. Uh, he'll get very sick if he doesn't eat organic food. Literally will get physically sick. So can we just can we just say no matter what, if this were Antifa, and they said, I can't eat. I can only eat organic food. The conservatives would be laughing about that for decades. It would be the new attack helicopter joke. It would be the, ha, this guy couldn't even, yeah, you say that liberals are sometimes strong. Well, guess what? This guy was a liberal. He couldn't even survive in a detention facility without his soy milk. <laughs> I mean, it would, it would never end. Here's his picture. In case we forgot his glorious face. All in makeup and shit. That's doing patriot face, right? Where you're appropriating what it means to be a patriot. And you think you can paint the American flag on your face? Nah. No, pal. That's patriot face and I'm offended. He made his first court appearance. And it does kind of... It sounds a little like a pussy shit. The, uh... <laughs> The appearance he made, it was like virtual, I guess, because of, uh, well, it's not actually pussy shit. Never mind. That makes perfect sense. Five people, including a Capitol Police. Yeah, well, it was some kind of an org uh, virtual appearance, which is probably really smart now, considering the fact that he was at that Trump rally uh, and wasn't wearing a mask. He's a 33-year-old QAnon conspiracy theorist. He was a frequent participant in pro-Trump rallies in Phoenix. So let's just remember and let's... Mm, savor in the moment, savor in the fact that once again, over here on the Avalon angle, we get to take a fucking W, another one. Because once again, we were correct. Remember the, the Trump fans were trying to claim this guy was a fucking Antifa plant? They were like, well, the riots were, weren't justified, but it was Antifa that did it. 
And then, literally appearing in court. Now he's known as a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Yikes. And he is. He's been, like they said here, he's been documented in multiple different things. Uh, he has multiple different names. I don't know if they... Yeah. Jacob Chansley, also known as Jake Engley? Or the QAnon Shaman? Sorry. Appeared as he's being held in quarantine section of a detention facility. Okay, good. Yeah, keep him away. Because, like I already said, if he doesn't have COVID, he this dude, this motherfucker definitely has some other kind of preventable disease that he's probably carrying around because he was too scared to get the vaccine. Because he didn't want to get autism and start acting retarded. <laughs> Let's see. Following the theme of personal responsibility... I thought this cute little video would be great to look over really quick. For the people that are listening on Spotify, I love you, but I'm sorry, you won't be able to see this video, uh, but it's very short. This comes from good friends over at Coping MAGA. You can go follow this page. They post some really good compilations of MAGAs just having a good old time about the election. Uh, they get the ultimate Trump supporter plane arrest compilation. So as we all know from yesterday's stream, although the FBI is going to be slow in or it's, you know, debatable if it'll even happen in getting these people on a actual like federal no fly list, they are getting booted off multiple planes from the at, like a private level. I kind of like that they added some sad music in. I mean, this is a compilation, so, you know, it's here. This is like our little comic relief because our final topic today is going to be a heavy one. And it's one we didn't get into yesterday uh, because yesterday's stream was already cutting close to two hours. So, yeah. How long was Hunter streaming? I want to put this on as background noise while I'm playing a game. Don't worry, I'll still be live for a little while longer. Glad you're enjoying the stream, though, man. Oh, yeah, what I was saying, just really quick. So sorry. Um, The compilation... Not all of these videos have been verified, so they may have been getting booted off the plane for a different reason. Some of these people I already know were booted off for, like, anti-mask violations stuff, like shit. Bye, bitch! Oh! See you later, pal! Wouldn't that suck? You think that you're, like, a patriot fighting for the country and everyone's cheering for you leaving? <laughs> Who's this guy? I guess we- does it not even tell us? Yeah, we, we saw this one yesterday. The kid having a little meltdown at the airport. Man, worst Disneyland vacation ever. Oh! Oh, shit. This looks like a rabid Karen. I don't even know that. I want to know the context around this one. <laughs> oh, another one's going down, too. No, yeah, well, she's wearing a mask, so it probably wasn't the mask violation. Oh, yeah, that guy got gotten canned. <laughs> Not canned, locked up. Okay, well, this compilation wasn't actually as fun as I would have hoped it would be. Sorry, but still funny and still kind of sucks that, yeah, like, you know, people are cheering at you leaving and not being allowed to fly on the plane.
But by the way, Hunter is mostly reading YouTube comments because that's where most of the viewers are. No, actually, we have a great amount of viewers on Twitch and we have wonderful people watching on Twitch also. And I have both chat up right here. Uh, I just address both the chat kind of the same. I glance at it. If I see a message that I want to address, whether it's from YouTube or Twitch, I'll I'll just address it. But my chat here on the side has both messages, the multi-stream chat. It's Bullseye. Thanks for the $5. I feel like you're a right-wing dumping on... You're a right-winger dumping on right-wings, LOL. Not that it's bad, though. <laughs> I mean... If a ton, if a bunch of people, including me, were dumb enough to vote for Trump because they speak their language, then maybe they'll start listening to some of my better ideas now that I'm speaking their language some more. Did we go over everything? I do have a little finale compilation I was thinking about. But we should first get onto this story because this is a more heavy one. But you know what? I'm doing my New Year's resolution. Closing down all my old tabs. Look at that. Bam. Gone. And as a little peek, you can see a peek in my OG background. Look at that. Pretty cool, huh? So let's jump into this, okay? Young Americans for Liberty. How many of you have heard that before out of my mouth? Yeah. Young Americans for Liberty is a organization that I actually did some contracting work for. Keep in mind contracting. Uh, back in August of 2020. And a little bit before that, I also did the, uh, the Five Minute Facts series. Well, it has since come to my attention, and this obviously was not known when I was doing work for the company. Had it been known, I would not have ever even dared associate with them. Uh, they are now facing a sexual harassment scandal. Now, just to make it clear, uh, as soon as this news broke, as soon as I heard about this, I went ahead and terminated my ad campaign that was on my channel. So any of my videos that were uh, advertising for Young Americans for Liberty, uh, if they were promoting the show that I did for them, any of that terminated at all. I want nothing to do with them. Um, I don't know what my contractual rights are as far as the content I produced for them. Uh, but depending on how this pans out, I might be looking through that to see if I have a legal right in taking my content back also and just revoking the series that I made for them because I don't want this shit I don't want to be associated with a company like this, obviously. So a little disheartened that this happened uh, because, you know, the organization seemed to at least be a little more like accepting of differing opinions. It was definitely not as much of a conservative circle jerk as like TPUSA was or any of that kind of bullshit. Um, so a little bummer, you know, a little bit of a bummer to see a company that I thought was doing some pretty good work in some areas. Uh, turn into this absolute fucking hellhole. But what's far more sad, of course, is the women who were victimized in this whole entire situation. Um, you know, they go into detail here about how, and these are allegations right now, a thorough investigation should be done. 
the Cliff Maloney Jr., president of the Young Americans for Liberty, uh, is one of the people facing the allegations. One of the accused is YAL Vice President Justin Grease, who a woman claims accosted her at a hotel bar, grabbed her by the wrist, and forced her to touch him inappropriately. Um, I'm trying to see if it goes into... So, of course, Cliff has claimed that it's they are 100% false. Um, and hashtag YAL2 began trending on Twitter. Which really does take a lot of bravery. I mean, the, these girls go into detail about the uh, manipulation and gaslighting and intimidation they faced after being harassed by this guy and others. And they went into detail about how this organization as a whole was completely fucking disastrous in handling claims of sexual harassment or assault. I mean, it really takes a great deal of courage to come forward with your own allegations uh, of what happened. And I can't really get into too much detail, but I have good reason to believe uh, that a uh, good many of these allegations are true. I cannot get really get into detail because it's more of a, it's not like a public thing, but... Someone who formerly worked with his company, who ditched it the minute they uh, these allegations came to light, let me know. He was like, yo, I think that some – some, I just heard some pretty bad shit about the organization. Uh, I just put in my letter of res resignation and like the news of this was was kind of – like I think they were anticipating this news breaking. And part of the reason, one of the reasons why this person uh, handed in their resignation so quickly was because they knew one of the accusers. So, I mean, that person who is still a good uh, friend of mine is uh, obviously a person of integrity. And for right now, unless more information comes out, I do have reason to believe that a good deal of these allegations are true. And now, oh, another dose of personal responsibility. God damn, it keeps on coming on. Yao's top officials were placed on leave and an investigation is promised. There were some pretty long posts. Uh, these are probably one of them. Hold on. There was this one. She talks about being assaulted, not, not harassed, sexually assaulted by a coworker at Yao. He was terminated after HR held an investigation. Okay. Since his termination, she has experienced social isolation and targeted harassment from members all the way up to staff. The past six months have been extremely lonely for me. Anonymous accounts have been created multiple times to try to out me. So... Today I reached my breaking point when Cliff denied his own allegations. I feel for these women. I want to show them I stand with them. So this just gives you a little insight, right, into the amount of intimidation. Like, I mean, can you imagine if you were assaulted at your job, at your workplace, 
and then the person is terminated after HR did an investigation, which clearly means some some shit happened. And then you're getting intimidated and pushed around by the company you work for, the company that originally put that person there that hurt you. It's such bullshit. And the fact that this goes all the way up to the top, allegedly, is highly disturbing. Where is the... There's another one. Hold on. I think I, I think I have it here. Yeah. So this is another girl that went over uh, the allegations. Here she is with Cliff Maloney Jr., now, this is kind of pretty long and gets into some pretty disturbing details. So we're not going to go over everything. Um, but she gives a couple examples of some of the disgusting behavior that was going on here. Cliff Maloney asked my friend to bring him food after a long day at a conference. And once he got her alone, he tried to use his position at Yale to extort her for sex at the expense of her good standing within the organization. I mean, that's such blatant manipulation and it's shit like this that the Me Too movement did such a good job at like pointing out and bringing attention to. But the fact that this is still going on, especially going on in an organization like this, I mean, one of the accusers brought up a good point that consent is one of the foundational principles of libertarianism. It's just, it's just despicable. Activists older than me have shared stories of being groped and harassed by a man who still hangs around Yao. A VP of Yao was seen trying to take a blackout drunk girl up to his hotel room. It's, you know, it's kind of funny too that, uh, that it's come out that this dude, Justin Grease, is one of the people who got outed because when, when I was working with them last year, This guy was such a dick to me and I know it's petty AF and it doesn't mean anything, but it's a little funny because he was like such an asshole to me in an email. I, I sent him like a work-related email and then he was like, you don't need to light me up on the day of, all right? I'm sorry. And I was like, I I'm sorry. I was just asking. It was a very polite, professional sounding email, whatever. I, you know, I let it go. It didn't really matter, but it is a little funny now. Full circle. We come back. I'm like, damn, this is, I know who this guy is. Purely because he was an asshole to me in an email I sent him. And now he's the one of the people getting placed on leave after he's been accused of forcing a girl to be inappropriate with him. Context matters. Meow, one, two, three. Okay, I mean, is that to me or to the, it's something in the chat? Of course, context matters in these situations, but I think we have a pretty good amount of context right now. I want there to be more investigate uh, a full investigation, and thankfully that's what's been promised now. She also includes some messages. Um... Just, I think, as a way to prove that she did, she was in communication with these people, and 
she was working hard to try and like set up an HR portal because she was concerned about like allegations she had heard. And as someone who was in the company, she felt it was her responsibility. I mean, this is like serious. I mean, this cliff guy, he's not, he's not going to come back. He's done for. I mean, I, I want there to be a full investigation. And if something comes out that, changes this okay let the truth be known but based on the information we have right now this is looking like a pretty fucking substantial case we have multiple women now what was it at least a dozen and that's usually what happens is because it takes a lot of courage so when one person does it another person does it and another person and that's why you see it build up so quickly which usually means that a lot of accusations like this can, I mean, within the company, within the same people, it can, it's definitely disturbing. And I'm very glad that they have promised a full investigation. Uh, where is it? Right here. The board of the pro-liberty youth organization, Young Americans for Liberty, placed President Clef, Cliff Maloney and Vice President Justin Grease on administrative leave following uh, Monday, following multiple accusations of sexual harassment at the organization. According to a statement released by Chairman Jeffries, the statement guarantees a full, independent, and transparent investigation and promises it's already underway. All right, good. That's a good... I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're taking the appropriate measures now. Let me be clear, Frey said in the statement, misconduct or any violations of YAL HR policies and principles will not be tolerated. I strongly encourage anyone to come forward and report any evidence through official channels, he wrote. A full independent investigation is underway. We will remain transparent about what the process is and all information will be reviewed carefully and confidentially. All right, this is good. This sounds like they're heading in the right direction. Uh, both these alleged dumb fucks are being placed on administrative leave good get them out of there and they're having an independent transparent investigation good i mean obviously the best case scenario would be don't have your president uh harassing and assaulting allegedly women <laughs> allegedly assaulting women uh and you know this the next best I, I think this is a good way of handling it i do i think that all things considered the fact that they are acting quickly and putting the uh, the solid investigation underway is a good step. But let's, you know, people learn from this, companies, all right? Other, may maybe other pro-liberty youth organizations out there, learn from this. Maybe, you know, don't, be careful who you hire as your president. Because we all know we wouldn't want anyone to be the president who has significant allegations of sexual misconduct against them. That's a very bad thing. Let's go over donations. Uh, it's bulls, I think, for the... F oh, okay. Thank you for the other five donation. Well, I voted for Trump and you don't see me rioting. Good job, bro. I'm proud of you. Laryl Lewis, thanks for the five bucks. I'm currently still a member of YAL, but after learning this news, I'm going to have to distance myself from them and look for other organizations. Yeah, it's good that they're acting uh, uh, in the proper, you know, with the proper procedures now. But that's, you know, that's your decision to make.
Well, we have a good amount of people that have tuned in from Twitch now. I'm pretty excited about the growth of the Twitch channel. Uh, although, you know, I still have a little itty bitty baby Twitch channel. Let's see. I'm going to check. I have 633 followers. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, 45 viewers for me starting off my Twitch. I'm not going to complain about that. Not at all. I'm very grateful for that. So thank you to everybody that has tuned into uh, the Twitch channel and watched and subscribed. Thank you to everybody that has watched on YouTube today. And thank you to everyone who donated. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed the live stream. You know, I definitely had a lot of fun going over these crazy fucking topics. And I'm hoping I can do this again very soon. I'm going to aim to do one every day or every other day. Uh, an Avalon Angle episode. I've really been enjoying kind of going over the news, being a little bit more laid back, kind of going through more of the researching process. I don't know. And people, you guys seem to be enjoying it. So I'm glad you do. Remember, also, follow with the link down below. Follow me on Spotify, where you can listen to all the upcoming streams, including uh, there's a backlog of some other ones as well. And this stream will be put on Spotify very shortly. So thanks, everybody, for watching. And I will see you all soon.